Department of the Dead contains graphic and explicit content that may not be appropriate for some listeners. Opinions and views do not reflect that of the Department of Defense. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Department of the Dead. My name's Amanda. And Thought. And Thought. So I sent you your Christmas present yesterday. By the way, okay, so this was on me for um, waiting till the Saturday before Christmas to send up my fucking Christmas presents. I'll own that. Fine. Whatever. But I go to the USPS little thing down the street and the line is out the door. And they close at 1 p.m., so I'm like, fuck. So I had to go down to the UPS. I felt really, really bad because I had like eight packages with me I had to ship off. Oh, no. But your Christmas present is on its way. Thank you. I'm excited. You're welcome. You have something arriving, too. It'll be after Christmas, though. Okay, that's fine. That is that is totally okay with me. I'm out of the army. Every day is Christmas for me. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Here's one of my Christmas presents, though, so far. It's a little frog. Is it real? No. It's glass. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought you had a real frog. It kind of looks real right there, doesn't it? I'm like... <laughs> yeah. Look at him. He's, look at the little guy. I feel like it. <laughs> I know. He's so cute. Uh, Do you get that at a white elephant? Yeah. Well, yeah, pretty much. Okay. I got... <laughs> Actually, keep going. I haven't named them yet, though, so if you have any ideas. I feel like it'll come to us in this episode. Potentially. I mean, I didn't really care for the name Skitty for my mouse, but here we are. Yeah, it's stuck eventually. Is that? Oh, my God. (laughs) I have tiny hands, too. Oh, my God. (laughs) Should I go get my tiny hands? Get your tiny hands. We're doing a tiny hands episode. Oh, my God. We're going to. Oh, fuck. We're getting tiny hands. Now, killer, killer can actually oh, no. tell you you have tiny hands. No, this is going to backfire. <laughs> no, we just we, you need to redo your Instagram avatar with the the Jesus, but instead of like the regular size hands that he has right now, you just, just swap them out with tiny. Just little baby hands. <laughs> All right, let's get my tiny hands. Sorry about that. So, I don't know what the hell happens when I go to mute my microphone, but it won't, like, turn back on for you. I know. It's peculiar, isn't it? Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Very peculiar. (laughs) High five. (laughs) Wait. Hold on, wait. Yeah, you gotta tuck them Wait, in. you should get a picture of this. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't drop my microphone. <laughs> it's gonna be a, a boomerang, so we'll go like in, alright? We'll try it. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Ready? Yep, it didn't. Wait. Alright. I'm gonna count. Ready? Three. Okay. Two. One. Go in. Go. <laughs> Why are you so slow? Go faster. What? I don't on on one, we're oh gonna go. We're gonna doing? just a high five like that. Oh, like okay. Just like a friendly little high five. 
All right, ready? Okay, I'm so fucking confused. <laughs> okay. Three, one. two, one. Oh my god. What did I do? I'm so confused. Maybe there's, there's a delay, I don't know. All right, last time. <laughs> I'm going to go slower. Three, two, one. Okay. Is that fast enough for you? That's, that's fine. <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry. I'll post that I feel like those millennials at brunch, like, take a boomerang of us cheersing. Cheers or mimosas. No, Bridget, we need to do another one. Okay, well, I failed at that. But speaking of brunch and breakfast foods and cereal, how about those serial killers? Great segue. Yeah, how about those serial killers? How about those serial killers? So last week, we that was our topic for last week. Unfortunately, when I went to retrieve the files from the host site that we use, uh, Dot's file got corrupted somehow. So... Hoping that we get it right this time. So, <laughs> put the tiny hands down. So, hopefully, this time around, all of the audio will render and we will have a full episode for you about serial killers. So, Thought, what do you know about serial killers? Well, uh, they're bad. Yeah. Well, they're bad. <laughs> Great observation. I feel like they used to be a lot more popular. And I, we kind of talked about that before where I feel like mm-hmm. like the big serial killing um, the professionals had – I think they really capitalized on the fact there wasn't a lot of the uh, investigation material we have now. Yeah. And like when – have you seen uh, Mindhunter by chance? I've seen some of it. Not as much as you. Yeah. So I'm like super, super into this right now. But – Back then, like those serial killers, like they all knew about each other. You know, they would they would reference like one killer to another killer. Like it was like this whole like little niche culture without actually being like a culture where they they're talking to each other. You know what I mean? It's like a little silent community of serial killers, like a gated community, a gated community. Yeah, there were a lot more serial killers back in the day than there are. Um, now I think we'll get into this a little bit into the episode, but I think that you have that aspect of it where today's day and age, there's like that instant gratification, you know, like you get a like, you get a, you know, a DM on Instagram or like whatever you're getting that like instant validation. And that's why TikToks are only what, like a minute long at on average, or even like a couple seconds at least. Yeah. But that's like the attention span, right? So that's why I think that there's more of the spree killing now as opposed to serial killing, you know, all all in one, like that instant, like 15 seconds of fame now with the internet. I say 15 seconds just because of the, the attention spans, but that's why I think that you see a lot more like the spree killings, like the school shootings, mall shootings, like all of that, as opposed to like the serial killers. And I think that has something to do with like how we are now with technology and that instant gratification. Because these serial killers, they would go years in between killings. I, I feel like the lunatics now are a little bit more impatient. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't mind getting caught either. You know, the other guys would they they'd kind of have fun with it, like yeah. reaching out to reporters, and they'd have fun with it. But also, they were 
pretty sneaky with it. But now, like you said, um, there's no shame. It's walking in, blasting a bunch of people and then like, all right, yep, you got me. Mm -hmm. I got what I wanted. Oh, iPad kid. You know how those things like showing like the grown up iPad kids? Yeah. You know, like the the Gen Z, whatever, like you just see them like on their phones, like bounce, you know, just fidgety bouncy. They're shaped like a banana because their necks are down the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're basically like your new your new privates and lieutenants that are like out there right now. They're, those are all iPad kids. OK, <laughs> Jesus. that's what the spree killers are to in uh, today's day and age. That's what the spree killers are. They're the iPad kids of like what used to be like the serial killers. I feel like the uh, ages too, like the age difference between serial killers. I feel like they were older. Mm -hmm. Now you have like the, the teens doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Teens, young 20s. Interesting. It is a lot of like the younger demographic. That being said, sorry to derail from the list that I had of the traits and characteristics of serial killers. So this one that I found, it's not too boring, pretty short. I'm just going to... Pull up an excerpt here from masterclass.com. I did, I was going to get an article from the FBI.gov. However, like that was like the whole like study and abstract, basically like what Mindhunter, like what the script of Mindhunter is built on right? in their methodology. So it was very, very, very like in depth. And this one was a lot shorter. So I'm just going to read this instead. Okay. So what is a serial killer? A serial killer is a person who methodically murders a substantial number of people over a period of time. The definition of serial murder varies. The lowest number of victims is three in most cases, although certain investigative agencies move the barometer higher or lower. Law enforcement has brought many of these killers to justice over the years, but plenty of unsolved cases remain. History of serial killings. When most people refer to a crime sprees of serial killers, they're thinking particularly of notorious set of murderers from recent history. Serial killers have existed all throughout history, however, in one iteration or another, and are not unique to a particular country. So, you know, it goes on to talk about Jack the Ripper from, like, the Victorian era times. Um, and then there was uh, Henry Landru, the Bluebeard of Gambias. Uh, he was a French killer from around the same area during the Victorian era. So I think that there, you know, we'll, we'll get into it with your article um, of why there was probably that like sudden rise in serial killers during that time period. So, but here we're going to get into some common characteristics of serial killers. So thought, feel free to butt in whenever if you got, got something on your mind. Thoughts, thoughts. Okay. Hold on one second. Little thoughts, thoughts. Okay. Signs of serial killers, common characteristics. Serial killers often share some common traits and here are a few that you should consider. Sorry. <clears throat> Number one. Childhood troubles. Some of the most prolific serial killers have long histories of brutal childhood abuse from their past. So they go on to quote, they go on to cite example of uh, Otis Toole. Uh, he was convicted of six counts of murder and he grew up a victim of incest and violence at the hands of relatives. Like literally every really, really fucked up serial killer that you hear about, they have something from their childhood that just like sets them off, yeah. you know, circumstances and whatnot. That's why like people are saying that because of a, uh, covid when we had that period of time where like people were quarantined that they're speculating that there's going to be a rise in serial killers later on because you have to think about all of the you know everyone's like shut in their houses right during those like two week month period depending on where you were and however long in other parts of the country but you have those domestic violence cases and then like the kids can't go to school right and so they're around their abusers like all the time yeah that's where they're thinking that there's going to be a, a that type of like isolation is not healthy and definitely not healthy when you're in unhealthy 
like upbringing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like listening to one the other day and it was like this kid, he had this rough fucking childhood and he dropped out of school at 11 to go work at an auto body shop. This dude's life is just like fucking sad. But yeah, his upbringing like that had a lot to do with it. But the next trait is lack of empathy. Uh, Serial killers often always have a total lack of empathy, remorse, or guilt. They see themselves as entitled to torturing and killing their victims, often dehumanizing them in their eventual confessions to law enforcement. So it's like just to do the shit that these people have done. What the fuck is his name? Uh, Berkowitz. You remember? Have you, you've heard of him before? Yeah. Yeah. David Berkowitz. So he so just a trigger warning. And this is from Mindhunter. And they it's a dramatized version or story of how the FBI started profiling serial killers. But David Berkowitz, he killed his mother. And just trigger warning, um, if you're listening, you got a queasy stomach, like fast forward uh, about a minute because this is fucking graphic and I'm so sorry. So just skip ahead right now if you want to. And a lot of them had issues like with their mothers growing up, the men that were convicted. I, I can't speak on women because I haven't seen anything on Mindhunter yet, nor are there really a whole lot of studies out there about Female serial killers, there probably are. I don't know, but I'll have to look into that later. Anyway, but David Berkowitz decapitated his mother. And then he, I feel even like sick saying this. He had sex with her. I'll leave it at that. He had sex with a decapitated body. Who was his mom? In a, in, in a new hole. Oh, it was. Okay. Sheesh. <laughs> but, but okay. Yeah. No, okay. So you were, <laughs> I don't think you were like really like understanding what I was saying. And so you're like. Oh, oh shit, no. But yeah, like, <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry, you guys. I am like getting over a cold. It's not COVID. I just, ever since uh, Panama City Beach 2013, I got swine flu. And ever since then, every COVID test I've ever taken, always negative. I think it has something to do with that. But yeah, so, but yeah. Anyway, so that, like, that lack of empathy and just like no sane person would ever think to do that to somebody let alone their own mother Abs yeah you're not you're not saying um i feel like i maybe i'm speaking like out of my ass here because i don't know what it's like to be like in a bad like childhood growing up but i don't know i feel mm -hmm. like even at like the worst of your upbringing like it'd be hard to do that as like a sane person yeah yeah i don't know like there's there's some like that one that i brought up earlier that he uh dropped out in at 11 to go work in an auto body shop like his mom like i'm shocked and maybe i haven't like heard too much about like into the episode about like what all the crimes that he did but like his mom would like pimp him out to men oh my god like when he was like uh, this was before he dropped out of school like he was like a child and like i i don't know i i'm not saying like i condone anything that what these guys are doing at all but i'm just like i don't know humanity is fucked Yes, ma'am. People are fucked up. And Berkowitz is also, uh, he was the son of Sam. You remember how he got that nickname? Yes, yes. Yeah, he like said that um, his dog, like, or the dog told him, his neighbor's dog told him to kill. Yeah, his neighbor's name was Sam. And his black lab was telling Berkowitz to uh, to kill him. Oh, shit. No, I got I got uh, David Berkowitz mixed up with somebody else. I don't, sorry. No, it wasn't, it wasn't David Berkowitz. It was, mind, uh, sorry. I'm sure, uh, sure old Davy boy did some fucked up things to somebody's mom, too. Yeah, it was... Oh, Kemper. Ed Kemper. Was he one of our veterans, do you remember? Um, 
I don't remember if if he was a one of us. I gotta see about Ed. Okay, so Ed Kemper, the co-ed killer. Oh yeah, yeah, no, he. This dude was fucking tall. He was six foot nine. How do you get away with anything? I feel like he'd be so easy to identify. Yeah. Did you get a good look at the man? Yeah, he was seven feet tall. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, he was like looked like he should have been like in the NBA, but like tubbier, but. Like I said, Mindhunter, that's just been on my on my mind lately. Anyway, continuing down the list. So sorry, I get distracted by everything. Next, we have manipulative personalities. Some serial killers are quite charismatic and manipulative. Ted Bundy wrapped the media around his finger during his trial. H.H. Holmes made him a name for himself as a prolific swindler and a con man alongside dozens or killing dozens of people. Harold Shipman was a re- well-respected doctor and a pillar of his community who killed well over 200 patients. That shit fucking freaks me out. Like, do- have you heard of, like, Dr. Death? Yeah. It was that that surgeon that was like, he was up in Dallas. I can't remember when they arrested him. I feel like we were there before he got arrested. Uh, let me see. Anyway, so the next and the last trait, I should say, is the methodical killing style. Most serial killers murder their victims in a methodical, pattern-based fashion. For instance, Moses Sithole of South Africa chose women victims in their 20s who were unemployed offering them jobs he would lead them to one of the remote areas where he committed his crimes a lot of like the motives and stuff why they have like why do they do what they do a lot of it is a hunger for power there's the notoriety that's why these serial killers were like kind of like trying to one-up each other almost during that time when there was a bunch of them on the rise like they all heard about each other yeah and there's just like that feeling that like you know the media is talking about you and you're just like hiding in plain sight. So there's also the the psychosis aspect of it, which is just these serial killers being psychopaths. For instance, murderers like Ed Kemper, like we talked about before, and then Jeffrey Dahmer, who had tro- uh, troubled histories before they began killing their victims. Some of this is revenge. And not necessarily like that one specific person wronged them. You know, like they're offing their enemies one by one. It's like a group of people who represent something that they hate or something that they hate about themselves, that that's what they target. Or like if they're like a guy who like is mad at women because like they're really nerdy looking and like just, you know, they're they're an incel and women won't have sex with them. And so they're like murdering yeah. women and like raping them. They get like humiliated once, get turned down at school and then they're like, okay, well, you're all fucked mm-hmm. now because of Cindy. Yeah. It's it's just like it's so scary to think about like when it, when you're actually thinking about it. So this is where my mind goes. Like I start spiraling. But like, have you ever thought of somebody at a grocery store or just like somebody could kill you? Like they're like you're their next target. And like, what is it that they're looking for? Yeah, I guess it's really up to them. I don't know. Like you don't know if somebody's just gonna like go nuts and just like attack you. You know? Yeah, that's why I just try to be. I just try to be nice to everybody. <laughs> yeah. I feel like as I've gotten older, I've gotten a little bit more like paranoid about people following me. And if I sell something on Facebook, I always like make sure that people know my location and I meet in a public place. I put these fucking bomb ass privacy windows on. Daisy's so mad at me because she can't bark out the window. But that's not fair to your animals. I just I freak out. Well, she can go in and out of her doggy door on her own. She has her remote control collar. It's fucking dope that she's got that too. That is pretty sick. I think it's fair to have, like, some t- sense of, like, paranormal, paranoia. Like, for men, too. Like, it's just... Yeah. I don't read the news. Like, obviously, I know what's, like, going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard not to, like, look over your shoulder. Honestly, it's really, really true for 
a lot of like the better communities like well the reason that i'm paranoid is like different from like somebody who's a shell-shocked war veteran our two things are completely different but nonetheless there's still that like that thing that you get from being in the military where it could be combat it could be like sexual assault sexual harassment or just like threatening somebody threatening you that you work with Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I oh, it just freaks me out. Like I hate at night. That is my worst fear. Is like somebody like looking in my window, like lurking, lurkers, like peeping toms. Fuck no. Well, you got the uh, sickle privacy mirror windows up, so you got that covered. Yeah, and a lot, a lot of security cameras and counting. <laughs> you have cameras. Yeah, we got one in the living room. Uh, we got a couple outside, and then my boyfriend he just recently put up another one, looking down into like the mud room in the cat room or the cat cafe now that that's done (laughs) so just to see if like somebody tries to like break in from the back doors but i'm kind of like excited to see the cats like scampering to get their food they take off bolting they just run (laughs) it's the funniest thing with this automated timer like feeder if you get anything out of it hopefully it'll be funny cat videos that's what i'm hoping or maybe some ghost spottings, maybe? Combination of the two? Potentially. I have caught ghosts on camera before. <laughs> no, I, 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 that would be really funny. Just, you know, I hope that I never have to see somebody, like, break again, like, on our cameras. I hope it's just, like, Caps. me finally seeing Ragnar, like, Spartan Kick Friday off the little cat shelf where their food is. <laughs> he did it the other night, too. <laughs> Spartan Kick them. Oh, so sorry. Oh. I'm been taking Mucinex like a motherfucker. Not enough. <laughs> Clearly. <coughs> I have the timer set for 1 a.m. Because, god damn it, I am, I wish I could mute this, but I know that I have to sign out and get back in. Oh my god, let me finish this fucking story. It was around like 1 o'clock because I have it go off at 1. Because that way they're not waking me up at like 3 o'clock in the morning to get fed at yeah. 5. You know, I just kind of like get ahead of it. <coughs> yeah, sit up. <coughs> oh my god, I almost sat on my tiny hands. Oh no. One o'clock in the morning, and the cats go scampering, and all of a sudden, I hear this, <laughs> you hear this, like, thud on the ground, and I'm like, that was definitely Friday, because she never lands on all four feet. <laughs> she is the clumsiest cat I've ever met. Do you think Ragnar kicked them off? Oh, I absolutely know Ragnar kicked her off. Like, he just Spartan kicked her ass off the cat shell. Bye, bitch. Ragnar has seniority, though, so, I mean. He's a food bully. Hey, me too. We got that in common. Yeah. <sighs> I don't, actually don't know what his zodiac sign is. I know Daisy is a Scorpio. Friday is a Taurus. And I don't know what Ragnar is. I've never thought about animals and their, their symbols before. Is that a thing? It is, well, funny you say that. When um, oh, God. my boyfriend and I, we went for that. Just hear <laughs> me out. We, this is a good segue. This is a segue. I promise. It's not a pointless story, listeners. Just bear with me on this. But we were down at Palm Beach for that retreat that we went on. Yeah. And that rich guy paid for everything. It was fucking dope. Operation Healing Forces. They serve like the SF community uh, folks, like free retreat. Like literally, like, these billionaires pay for it. Anyway, so we're like wandering around out, you know, down South Beach. All this shit down there is like super expensive. So I'm like, nah, not gonna buy anything at these stores. But I want to look around. So I'm looking around. And I see these books and they're cat and dog zodiac signs. What your pet's personality is like because of when their birthday is. Oh my God. And I never thought about that before. Yeah, me either. I don't. That's a whole nother fucking. So this is my segue into. (laughs) Into. You're a Cancer and I'm a Leo. 
obviously, if you couldn't tell by now, for the fact that I can't shut the fuck up. <laughs> that makes for good podcast material, though, so. Thanks. Yeah, I sometimes, like, think, I'm like, am I talking too much? And then I just see you just, like, kind of chilling back there, like, nodding. I'm like, I think we're doing okay. Yeah. Yeah, killing it. <laughs> so, I remember seeing this article about serial killers and their zodiac signs. Key findings from this, they studied oh, almost 500 known serial killers from across the globe. They like looked into all their cases and they, you know, got they got all their birth dates and they got a little bit of a look into like what crimes they committed as well. But anyway, so these are the key findings that they got from those fi- around 500 serial killer cases. So four signs Cancer, Pisces, Sagittarius, and Scorpio account for almost 40% of serial killers. I did hear that Pisces were a good chunk of them. Like, I think I saw, like, another article about it. And I want to say Ted Bundy is a Pisces. Hold on. What were the what were the four again? Cancer, Pisces, Sagittarius, Scorpio. This is a, another, like, fun little fact from what they found just based on, like, when people were born and whatnot. So killers born in the sign of the Capricorn accounted for more victims total and on average than any others of those other sides. So the, there may not be, like, a lot of, like, the Capricorn serial killers out there, but they are the most prolific killers. So there's not a lot of them, but they, they do a lot of damage. Okay. So combined, they killed over 800 people, or 19 on average. The lowest average is Virgo killers with seven victims each. So Virgos don't don't kill too many people, it seems like. Virgos, what are, you, what are y'all doing wrong? I don't know. It does say, though, that water signs, Cancer, Pisces, and Scorpio, account for the highest number of serial killers and victims in our analysis. 28% of killers and 27% of victims. That's fucking right, baby. Cancers. Do I celebrate? I mean, well, you could be celebrating being a victim because that accounts for both. Like the killers were Cancer, Pisces, and Scorpios, but their victims were also Cancer, Pisces, and Scorpios. Ah. So it could be one or the other. Like you could be a serial killer or you could be a victim of a serial killer. So do with that information what you will. <laughs> it's not like saying that like, you, if you are one of these signs, you're going to be a serial killer. Well, I doubt they know. Like I'm thinking like the people they're killing, it's weird that like a large percentage of them are also the same sign. I guess, like, in if I were to speak, like, one of those, like, new agey, spiritual kind of... It looks... You look at them and you're like, you probably don't wear deodorant. But that whole, like, thing, like, the... They'd say, like, an aura, you know, something that draws them to their victims and, like, why they choose that victim over another. I'd probably kill smelly people. <laughs> no, the smelly people are the ones telling us why this is happening. <laughs> but on the subject of deodorant, that could, that could set me over. <laughs> Like, I, I've had it. <laughs> the, what would you call yourself? The B.O. B.O. Bandit. Slasher. <laughs> the B. No, the bandit means that you steal something from them. Yeah, they're. that's what I'll do. I'll kill them and I'll steal their shoes. I'll steal something, a part of their, <laughs> I'll steal a part of their outfit. Nothing sexual, just like like a, a sock. Like, ah, oh, he struck again. Well, no, no, no. You have to make it like, you have to make it more obvious <laughs> all right fine shoes it'll, every time it'll be shoes everyone's wearing shoes not everyone wears socks you know well okay hear me out if the mo like what the signature mark is could be like one of the most obscure things you do is like you target people that are in their house and then that also happen to smell really bad you know they you kill them and then like your signature move is you steal their microwave <laughs> i mean <laughs> 
It is very obvious that a microwave is missing. You don't know if their shoes are missing. You don't know. Unless it's like their signature shoe that they always wear. I guess you're right. You could steal shoes if they were like out and about. Yeah, I'm thinking of them like on the sidewalk with no shoes on and they're mm. dead. It's like, okay, I'll find my victims at the gym. Like this dude smells like shit. I follow him back to his house, <laughs> kill him, steal his shoes, and then I'll leave a stick of deodorant on his chest. Just like laying on his chest. with a- That's your signature, Mark. Is it gonna, are you going to like spend money on them though? Are you going to buy them like the dollar deodorant or are you going to, you know, go for like the higher dollar value items like degree? Are you going to give them some degree? It's going to depend on how smelly they were. So the smellier guys get the, the old spice and the degree. <laughs> I really haven't thought it through too much. The less smellier ones, they, they get suave. Yeah, they get like the, the soapy, like the soapy deodorants. Yeah. Yeah, they get the, the, the gross ones. Sorry. Wow. We've derailed a lot from that. This is good banter, though. I mean... It really is. But I'll be sure to include uh, pictures on the Instagram of... They've got a couple that just kind of, like, give you a visual representation of how many from each zodiac sign, like, their their kill count. But it does say that many people who follow astrology likely won't be surprised to find that Scorpio is at the top of the list, given the sign's biggest weakness include violence, manipulation, and jealousy. Pisces may be more prone to allowing their inner emotions to run out of control, while Cancer may feel isolated as they are unable to blend in with the world around them, and Sagittarius approaches life with no filter on the words or actions that they do. So just, you know, those are just like the little signs and stuff that they have. I'm definitely a Cancer. Yeah. Uh, But it does say that given that Capricorns are known for being disciplined and having good self-control, serial killers born in this sign may be fighting their nature. However, Capricorns are also known for being rigid when it comes to forcing others to conform to their values. They are also quick to respond with defensiveness as well as being prone to secrecy. So yeah, that makes sense for like a prolific serial killer. It's like being really, really good at what they do, but being really like secretive about it. Yeah, checks out. Yeah, I'm just thinking back to like when I should make another one of those, the military horoscope memes. Do it. It was like forever ago when I did that. Yeah, that, that was when you memed more. I was pretty spot on. I was pretty... I did mean more. I've just been, I've been too busy with life. Like, I barely look at my phone, honestly. I, I really don't know what's going on in the meme world right now. And it's kind of nice. <laughs> you're, uh, you're not missing anything. It's the same shit. Yeah, I figured as such. But anyway, that's really all I had. And I know I took up a good chunk of time just rambling on about whatever it is that came into my brain. But Thought actually had, before we started recording, a really, really cool article about serial killers and their ties to the military. Because I know you guys are probably thinking, like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, why aren't they talking about, like, anything military-related? We'll get there. What are you... Oh, that's your hand. Do you put that on your mic? Do you still hear me? I can still hear you. Perfect. It's actually kind of working as, like, a little filter. <laughs> yeah. My little... Because my little fuzzy boom thing disappeared. Oh, no. So now you look like you're just saying, oh, no! <laughs> I should get a picture of that. Hold on. <laughs> take my... Take all my chins Hold out on. of it, though. That's a good one. I'll send it to you. Yeah, send it to me for my approval because everyone posts pictures of me and I look <laughs> fat as shit, not photogenic. It's okay. We just have round faces. That's all. Just a round face. Not a trait of a serial killer, unfortunately. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, they have no chins. <laughs> I have like three or four, so. I found the- As you- <laughs> so, As I was. I found the article because there was- All the major serial killers were like around the same decade, uh, around the same age. Mm-hmm. 
And then around that time was a lot of war, especially like post-Vietnam War. There was a lot of these guys popping out of the woodwork. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know if it was war driving them to be crazy or or something else. So I'll read this little blurb here. This is from from Crime Investigation. I got it pulled up on my phone so I can follow along. Yes, ma'am. The title is called Did the Vietnam War Create a Generation of Serial Killers? Hey, Friday. Say hi to Spooky. Ah, she's right behind me. This would be my ideal work environment. Just talking into a microphone, having somebody edit the shit for me because it takes fucking forever and just chill with the cats. Hey, you volunteered. I did. I did. I did this. <laughs> You're getting good at it, though. Thank you. Uh, so this subparagraph is called The Link Between War and Serial Killing. True crime writer Dr. Peter Ronsky explored the link between war and serial murder in his 2018 book, Sons of Cain. In it, he points out that 82% of U.S. serial killers in the 20th century were active between 1970 and 1999. They grew up in the 40s and 50s, a time where so many American families were decimated by the trauma and loss caused by the Second World War. Oh my god. Holy I'm so sorry to interject, but holy shit. Think of this shit that we're going through right now in the United States. Like, holy fuck, we are fucked. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully someone good comes out. It'll be exciting. We'll cover it. Yeah, millennials, we're the, we're the normal ones. You guys are all fucking crazy. Sheesh. Sheesh. We'll see. Because I feel like since GWAT's <laughs> over, I don't know, maybe, maybe someone's still stewing and like plotting, you know? I don't know. I feel like we're going to see more come out of the woodworks. We know how long CID takes to investigate shit. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, we'll see if the uh, body odor bandit strikes. Yeah, body odor bandit. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> we'll have to delete this episode. No, no, it's perfect. Continue. <laughs> it's this doctor's conclusion that the that the after effects of war can trip murderous intent in those that may be inclined to it. There is some evidence to suggest that people directly affected by war can be pushed towards violence when they return home too. While it would be unfair to flippantly uh, generalize all PTSD sur- uh, sufferers as would-be murderers, unsupported war veterans with the condition have been shown to commit violent crimes more often than other members of society. So that is good, though, that the VA is... I get it that things are a little bit overwhelmed with them, but like at least the mental health resources are there, as opposed to like back in the 70s, you know? like what they, they, had, they call it shell shock. Like, now at least, like, the VA is, like, moving in that direction to, like, provide those resources. Warrior's Heart, Shell Shock, um, PTSD. The journalist and writer David Phillips followed a battalion of soldiers returning from Iraq, many of whom had PTSD, in his book Lethal Warriors in 2010. In it, he claims that the per capita murder rate for this small group was 100 times greater than the national average. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, but I like the little title of the next little blurb. Infamous serial killers who served in Vietnam. War do dehuman human oh my god. Humanizes. War dehumanizes to make effective killers. Armed forces need to make I'm trying my best to read. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This just reminded me of something. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. I have to spit it out now. Have you ever seen the Pink Panther? I have, yeah. Like with the uh, Steve with Steve Martin. Steve Martin, yeah. It's been a fucking minute though. Fucking forever ago. <laughs> but <laughs> just like the this the statement war war dehumanizes. Steve uh Steve Martin's character is like giving a speech and he was like, Justice is justice and flaunts is flaunts. 
that line stuck with me for so fucking long. Like, my family still says that line. And once is once. <laughs> Steve Martin's hilarious. And so, dude, we started rewatching it. Like, I was telling my boyfriend about it. And we started watching it. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, there's so many problematic things in this movie. And the worst part of it, it's for kids. Like, that movie was supposed to be for kids. Kid movies back then are far different. That's why we're all so weird. Like, especially the shit I watched. <laughs> Like, oh my god. Just the shit we post on the internet. <laughs> Spongebob alone, like, made me who I am. Still a great show. I don't know about you, but it was the Angry Beavers for me. Angry Beavers, Cat Dog, Ren and Stimpy was really trippy. Oh, what a weird show. Angry Beaver- Beavers was good, though. Yeah. My family would always joke that the Angry Beavers were me and my uh, my middle sister. <laughs> the two beavers just argue all the time. That was us. <laughs> now I'm just like, that was kind of a rude joke. Damn, Mom, that hits deep. <laughs> All right. Man, bring them back. Bring them back. RIP Cartoon Network. Nickelodeon Cartoon Network. To make effective killers, armed forces need to make their charges believe it's okay to take another person's life. Once you instill that into someone, it's very difficult to undo it. It's also not in the interest of any squadron or unit to do so, so they rarely bother. The Vietnam War was one of the most complicated, bloodthirsty, controversial, and deranged conflicts in modern history. It was also one of the least justifiable. American soldiers were programmed to kill an enemy on the other side of the world that posed them, their country, and their family no risk whatsoever. The slaughter of those they killed weighed heavy on their con- oh my god, their consciences indeed. Popcorn Amanda. Alright. The list of US soldiers to return from Vietnam only to go on to become serial killers in their homeland is not a short one. This list is by no means comprehensive either. First up, we have Arthur Shawcross, a.k.a. the Genesee River Killer. We have Joseph James D'Angelo, a.k.a. the Golden State Killer. Gary Ridgway. There's over 50 of them. There's a lot. Yeah. I'm going to just go down the list here for the ones that I recognize. We got Randy Kraft, a.k.a. the Scorecard Killer. I'm just going to read some random ones here. We got James Floyd Davis, James Rodney Johnson, Gary Lee Roll, Michael Andrew Nicolau, Daryl Meese, Larry Wayne White. John Dwight Canada, David Nautic, Roy Lewis Norris, and then the last one I'm going to read is Gary Bradford Cone. So each one of these men, and there's a whole big list, and we can like take screenshots and post it on our Instagram, but that whole list of them, they all served in the Vietnam War. And if you've ever been on Tales in the Grid Squares page, or you've read his book, or you've been on Thought Stories when he does his spooky time, some of the shit that you hear about that happened in Vietnam, you're just like, that would fuck a lot of people up. So no wonder, like, this list is fucking huge. So do you think that anything paranormal has to do with it? I don't know. That's, like, another question for another time. Like, that's a whole other rabbit hole we could go down. What do you mean by paranormal? I don't know. I think you have those weird happenings. Like, oh, my God, what was the one story that you read? It was a couple episodes ago. They were at that camp, and then, like, there was that earthquake. Yeah. He thought he was gone for, like, only a couple minutes, and it was a couple hours later. Yes. God, what was that one called? I, I forget the title of it, but they all got, like, bust out of there, and they returned, and the camp was, like, gone uh-huh. overgrown. Like it was, like it's been like years. Exactly. I'm wondering if like anything paranormal. I don't know if it's like paranormal or if it's more government tested on them. Obviously, like war, like war aside, will does a lot to your brain. But if there's anything, yeah, the government never does anything shady. If we get offed by the government because of this podcast, like it's not worth it. You heard it here first. We're not that important. Yeah. 
Please no. We're very, very low on that list. But we're on a list, according to our FBI agents. There's got to be people ahead of us. Until the B.O. Bandit strikes, then I understand getting waxed. <laughs> Last episode that we actually recorded and lost the audio for, we were talking about our FBI agents and what their names would be. And long story short, mine was Jonah Hill and yours was Mark Wahlberg. I actually have no idea. Was it Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. I... It was, Uh, yeah, no, yours was, yours was Mark Wahlberg. Mine was Jonah Hill. And like that's like who would play our FBI agents in the movie. That's right. <laughs> Frank and Kevin. <laughs> so we want that on a t-shirt one of these days. I want a movie poster. I could see it now. Jonah Hill's playing, you know, for the Kevin. <laughs> Just Kevin. Is it skinny Jonah Hill or fat Jonah Hill? Good question. Which one's funnier? Fat Jonah. This is sad. Oh, the tiny hands, the tiny hands. Killer is gonna have a heyday with that. But yeah, so really what you were saying, like government involvement, like if the government gave them like a drug because like what during the vietnam war didn't they give them drugs to make them stay awake or might they gave a different one they did give them lsd lsd was really prevalent in vietnam along with a bunch of other shit just that time frame alone like all the drugs was very exciting times mm-hmm. they experimented like keeping soldiers awake i think throughout like most of the wars giving them like speed and blow mm-hmm. and that'll fuck with your psyche no sleep I don't know, like, how damaging it is is if you go for repeated periods of time, like, like not sleeping, like, if that causes damage to your brain, the same way that, like, a concussion would, you know? Not, like, a big concussion, but, like, all those, like, little concussions. Your little baby TBIs. Yeah, like, little baby TBIs. Oh, my God, they should probably look into that. Like, actually, like, you know, sleep deprivation and, like, people's, like, psyches, but equating it to TBIs, like, a repeated long periods of stress, like, example, the Vietnam War, you know? How how much sleep are these guys getting at night? Maybe. Probably not a lot. Yeah, same with the global war on terror. Like, these guys are probably, guys and gals, probably aren't getting a whole lot of sleep. I'm just wondering if, like, a prolonged period of time, your body enduring that kind of stress, is that going to have, can that affect your mental psyche? I feel like it definitely can. But, like, in what regard? I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe violence and maybe, like, a lack of empathy. You know, how, like, just, I wouldn't say, like, drugs make people violent, but, like, you know, just alcohol, like, alcoholics, violence. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like, thinking out loud, but, you know. I think you're, I think there's something there. I just don't know, like, what would lead, let's say it does, and it it does, like, fuck with your psyche in return that leads to serial killing. I don't know. It's... I wouldn't say necessarily like serial killing per se. I think serial killing versus spree killing has something to do with society. But I think that 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 need for violence, you know, that bloodthirst that these people have, I don't know if that's attributed to lack of sleep and like other environmental factors. It's just like you're basically like creating the perfect storm. You know, you got the bad family. Yeah. You got chemical imbalances in the brain. You got traumatic life events that happen. You got war that could happen. You've got potential TBIs, you have accidents, you've got lack of sleep, you have all of these things. And then, boom, you have this person who's just strangling people in the back of his car. Have you seen Taxi Driver before with Robert De Niro? I feel like I have. And that was like a really long time ago. Yeah, it came out in the 70s. Mm-hmm. It's like your quintessential like veteran personality. What we're talking right now kind of reminds me of like Robert De Niro in that movie. Mm. I'll keep reading. That was just my musings on this. So it says, while it's true that some of the Vietnam vets may have had that killer instinct and may have been tempted by the notion of a state-sanctioned license to kill, many told police that when apprehended that their crimes were a result of experiences during combat. It's arguable, of course, but this is merely a useful excuse. The point stands, however, that they each took on a board of some heavy education in the art of murder, learning not only how to kill, but how not to care. 
Ooh, that line, like... Ooh. Yeah, it's a good little one-liner there. Learning not only how to kill, but how not to care. Wow. I, I kind of get, like, the civilian, you know, that... I mean, I don't get it. I don't think it's appropriate to scream baby killer at somebody or, like, kid killer at a veteran. No. But... I could see from this context with this, what it is, you know, what, what they just said, which is like learning not only how to kill, but how not to care. Again, I'm not condoning like people screaming that at somebody, but I could see where the idea comes from. Think about like every time you're training people in combat that are training, your targets don't have faces. It's always just like a black silhouette. Yeah. So they take like the human, the human on human instinct out of it and make it more just like training where you're not feeling like killing a human you're shooting at that piece of paper i mean that's with anything with the military that's the nicknames that they gave like those targets like they call them ivan because we have the cold war they instead of calling the vietnamese soldiers during the vietnam war calling them you know them being people with families and you know loved ones and just shitty conditions they call him, uh, was it Charlie? It's just like that dehumanizing aspect of it with war. Yeah, the dehumanizing aspect of it with serial killers. Yeah, good. There's a good little link there between the two. Thank you. I feel so smart sometimes when I read this stuff. Things pop into my head. Sometimes it's good having ADHD. Other times I'm like, where the fuck did I put my keys? <laughs> <laughs> kind of talked yourself into it. So hard. Yeah. I don't know, between like Vietnam and then we'll say like the last 20 years of fighting throughout the GWAT, mm-hmm. I wonder why the presence of like serial killers wasn't more mainstream. We just had a lot going on, you know? Yeah, yeah. We were too busy. 9-11 happened. We had just had so much going on. We couldn't serial. We couldn't <laughs> think about serial. Did you see the Y2K fashion scene? Like there's no time. We forgot about our, our serial we talked about last time. Oh my God. Yeah, this got erased from the last episode, but... No, how all the veterans, they have either a t-shirt company, no offense thought. (laughs) So they have a t-shirt company or a coffee company. But what about a serial company? That would be us. And we would call it serial killers. And they'd be like little daggers. And it turns the milk strawberry. Yeah, daggers and skulls. And then eventually the milk will look bloody, bloody red. So not appropriate. Oh my god, what if they were like little marshmallow bits and those were like little red skulls and then that's what turned the milk We're we're on to it. We're on to it. Someone's gonna cancel us, I'm sure, with it. But fuck it. We're gonna continue. Or they're gonna take our serial idea. Nope. Trademark, trademark, trademark. I said it three times. I declared it. It is what it is. Sorry, it's ours. Thought you know how to patent shit now. You're an LLC. I am an LLC. I'm trying to patent something else. Alright, we gotta make some cereal, so <laughs> We should make a protein puffs. Protein puffs? Yeah, Virgil. you know, like those protein cereals? Yeah. I'm trying to think of like the... Oh my God, what's it called? Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon, you want to sponsor us? Just kidding. We're going to fucking overtake you with our cereal killers. What would our demographic be? Like protein loving cereal? Bodybuilders and military. The typical like 20 to 25 year old soldier who they're learning how to like live on their own for their first time. They have limited resources in their barracks rooms because, oh my God, you can't have a toaster in your barracks room. Just I'm going to have myself a spoonful of cereal killers. How are you going to get your protein? A spoonful of cereal killers. Boom. <sighs> Baby. No, we for real should do that. I'm down. I'm actually in the process of trying to patent something else, which I'm not going to discuss on recording, but it's really good. Shoot. Well, I just outed myself. <laughs> Well, you teach me how to patent something and we'll, we'll make serial killers a thing. Pretty much all you need is money and a lawyer. Shoot, I don't have that. <laughs> me either. That's why it's not patent. The demographic's 100% women, though, so it's kind of weird coming from me. But it's a good idea. 
No, 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 no. Because your fans love you, Thought. They would eat the cereal for you. The women would eat it for me. <laughs> the women would eat it for me. Because they did that thing where why do women like true crime documentaries? Like, why is the main demographic women? Yeah. And it's kind of studying those crimes to make sure that that doesn't happen to you. It's almost not just people telling you to hold your keys in your hand like this at night or make sure that you switch up your route or whatever. Not necessarily just that. It's just- I don't buy it. I think women watch it to fall asleep. No, we do it so we can study it so it doesn't happen to us. And so we kind of like learn what they did. You guys just want to watch that to fall asleep. How many women do you know that just like put that on and they're like, oh, okay, finally, like I'm, I'm sleepy. Well, when I listen to true crime, like I'm actually listening and the one true crime thing that I listen to is wine and crime. That's not something you fall asleep to. It's way too funny. I'd be up all night. But my boyfriend, he'll put on, it's kind of like an ASMR voice. She's got a very soothing talk show radio show host voice. Unlike mine right now, it's riddled with vocal fry because of my fucking cold. But oh my God, I forget her name, but she reads scary stories. And it's got sound effects to it. So if, like someone's getting stabbed or like disemboweled, it's like this like squelching sound. It does a trigger warning ahead of time. So he'll put it on for us to go to sleep. And if I hear that trigger warning with like the noise trigger, I'm like, nope, you got to go to the next episode. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't tried that. <laughs> scare you to sleep. Scare you to sleep. It's called scare you to sleep. I normally like if I want to, <laughs> if I want to sleep, sleep. You rest your case. Yeah. Like I sleep alone. So I, whatever. <laughs> Like right now, I have Rick and Morty on, if you can see back there. Yeah. Like I just put on something that I've seen a billion times and I'll just, that's how I'll go to sleep. Yeah. I used to crack open my chemistry book and just read that to fall asleep. That's a good idea. That'll do it. It's really effective. Just start reading Doctrine and then you'll fall asleep. That sounds like the corniest vet advice. Oh my God, I hate myself. But I actually like reading that stuff, so I probably wouldn't go to sleep. I find it so interesting. Fucking nerd. Just kidding. It's a good thing that you know doctrine. That's what NCOs do. Officers were just like, uh, control F. (laughs) I don't memorize shit. I literally control F is my key, especially if I'm trying to prove a point with regulations. At that point, that's when I become barracks lawyer. Officers just copy and paste from someone else. Yeah, it's true, though. The thought processes, it's just gotten so easy to copy paste without actually having to put any thought and effort into breaking down an op order and sending it down to people. No. It's just way easier to copy paste without actually looking at the purse stat. Why the fuck do we send that up? I have no idea. Yeah. I'm done. I'm ranting. I'm out of the army. Why am I so mad about this? I text the purse stat every morning to go in physically with my soldiers and say, here we are. Also, I'm glad I woke up an hour earlier to- and them too. Ugh, work. Gross. It's Christmas. Why are we worried about that? Got my, my beard growing out. I'm enjoying some food. Yeah. My boyfriend's got his beard growing out. I really want him to save a mustache. I just want a one-day mustache. Do you hear me chewing? I'm sorry. Oh, no, I don't hear anything. You're good. What is that? Finishing that special sandwich. (laughs) I actually have cinnamon rolls in my pantry. I had to hide them from Ragnar because that cat will literally get into anything. He stole a bag of chips. He tripped over the bag of chips as he held it in his mouth and ran under our bed. (laughs) Fatty. Like, I can't leave food out on the counter. But this little angel right here, she's way too good. She's sleeping. Freddy's a good girl. Good kitty. Wow, we got way sidetracked, but good banter. Decent banter, yes. Yeah. What did, where did we leave off again? The Phoenix Program? Yeah. So the Phoenix Program was orchestrated by the CIA. Um, It was the USA's attempt to destabilize and destroy the Viet Cong with methods such as torture and targeted execution. More than 25,000 Vietnamese men, women, and children were captured, tortured, and killed in a bloody and mostly secretive campaign, which has since been described as a civilian assassination program, (laughs) bless you, by its ordained critics. Yeah. 
USA, USA. The Phoenix Program, also known as America's Use of Terror in Vietnam. These kidnaps, torture sessions, rapes, assassinations, bombings, or sometimes even village burnings were mostly carried out by the South Vietnamese forces. But highly trained U.S. forces were often involved too, in either supervisory or in more hands-on ways. The mental scarring on young men take from the farms and cities of America and coerced into carrying out and or witnessing truly despicable acts of evil on their fellow man must have been considerable. Arthur Shawcross, who killed 11 sex workers in Arthur Shawcross, sorry, who killed 11 sex workers in New York State on his return from Vietnam has claimed in taped interviews to have worked in the program. It's also widely thought that Richard Ramirez's cousin, Mike, who effectively mentored Richard in killing, was also involved. Further concrete details are sketchy, what? as the case with most good CIA operations. Oh my god. I don't want to believe that. I want to think that that's a conspiracy theory, but at the same time, I'm just... Uh, you know? I don't know. I feel like all the conspiracy theories are fucking real anymore. Things that were conspiracy... Conspi- I don't know what's real anymore. It's a weird time we're living in. Not cool. It is a really weird fucking time we're living in. It is not cool. What was the most recent weird thing to happen? Somebody died. I don't know. Oh, no, you were saying it earlier. Vanessa Guillen's cousin. Oh, yeah, he was murdered. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I want to think that 2023 is going to be our year, but I'm just like, I'm just going to not say that. I'm just going to expect the worst. Expect the worst, hope for the best. Yeah, I feel like we're going to be taking L's for a couple more years. Yeah, you know, as the world's burning, you and I are just going to continue podcasting. (laughs) It's fine. The only two listeners are you and I who are talking about it. What's up, guys? <laughs> hey, Amanda. I can start using my real name, probably. <laughs> hey, thought. <laughs> There's like meteors striking in the background. We just got a lot going on. <laughs> Where'd that dinosaur come from? Oh, reincarnated from. That'd be sick. Frozen. I don't know. Whatever. Jurassic Park 2023. <laughs> Dude, honestly, dinosaurs are like some type of zombie dinosaurs, probably next. <clears throat> zombie dinosaurs. Fuck, damn it. Okay. Continuing on. Do you want me to read? I got, I'm good for a little more. Raging for 20 years, finally coming to an end in 1975, the Vietnam War was a bloody mess that saw millions die and the United States politically humiliated. It also irreparably damaged the psyches of many of the men called up to fight in it. Did it create a generation of serial killers? It's a bold claim. Perhaps the fact that deadly activity of America's golden generation of serial killers peaked just a few years after the war ended is a coincidence. Then again, perhaps it is not. It's worth bearing in mind that it won't just have been those fighting in Asia that were subjected to the war. People back home are watching the horror unfold on news bulletins, becoming desensitized to extreme violence. Could that have been enough to trigger any dormant serial killers? For the sake of the future of humanity, let's hope not. Well, like we said, probably what's going on now just is triggering spree killers. Something's fucking happening. Vibes are off. There's fucking killers out there. Vibes are just fucking off, man. I'm blaming the moon. Vibes are off. Mercury's in retrograde <laughs> or Gatorade or whatever the fuck it's called. Whenever I see that, I'm just like, ha ha ha, you're so clever. <laughs> you know what that is by now. It happens like every couple months. Someone tried saying that at work. And I was like, huh, real original. Well, it's true. I will, actually, I'm wondering if Mercury was in retrograde as of recently. I don't really keep up with this shit. I look like I do, <laughs> but I don't. But I like to kind of justify it. You just, you just look the part. Why? Why things are happening? I look the part. Oh, this actually. girl knows what's going on with with. <laughs> this girl knows what's going on with the moons. No, no, not a witch, not a witch. <laughs> what? What happened with the moons? <laughs> Who's in Uranus? <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, okay, never mind. She doesn't know what's going on. Oh my god. 
if, <laughs> if anyone is still listening, God bless you. Who's in your anus? Oh my god. <laughs> that should be a sticker. Who's in your anus? <laughs> Just in astrology. <laughs> no, this this is a sticker. A sticker for me. I want like one of those like tarot cards. <laughs> but it's like it's just a frog. <laughs> you know the frogs? <laughs> their butts. Their butts look like the people with like no ass. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I do. I've seen every frog meme at this point. A tarot card with the frog on it with its little butt. <laughs> What's, in what? What's in your anus? What's in your anus? What's in your anus? <laughs> That's what I want. I can probably make that. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, the little moon emoji, it has like a little weird, creepy smirk to it. Oh, that'd be cool. Almost like a perverted smirk. Put that on there, though. <laughs> like that? Hold on. I'll text it to you. That face, and then just like, who's in your anus? Please do. <laughs> I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> oh my god. Did you get it? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna screenshot that and put that on the Instagram. <laughs> Out of context, people have no idea what's happening. They're just going to have to listen to the episode. Tune in if you want to know what the fuck this means. I don't care what our hater says on our Apple reviews. We're fucking funny, so fuck you. (laughs) Hold on, let me spell it correctly. So it's like I know I'm talking about a planet and not just literally talking about your asshole. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Oh, I was just about to tell a story, but I'm just like, I don't know if that's appropriate. It was fucking funny, though. Okay, fuck it. I'm just going to say it. I could delete it if I don't feel like it's it, it'll belong in here. So I recently got... <laughs> oh, that's good. So recently went to a ball with my boyfriend. It was a lot of fun. I told you a story that I can't tell on here until probably a couple months from now when it's no longer relevant. But I did that TikTok trend where, like, actually, you don't really care. Long story short, I had fake nails on. <laughs> and <laughs> I was thinking about it. And I think I saw, like, a meme. Was it the gains? It's something about like a finger in the butt. How they're always like posting about that. That guy's always talking about fingers and asses. Yeah. He's always talking about fingers in the butt. But I was like thinking about it and I was like, oh, so if you're a guy that likes that, you probably wouldn't want your girlfriend to get fake nails. Just like the really long acrylic nails. <laughs> or maybe you would. I don't know. Maybe if you got like an itch up there or something, she can take care of it. <laughs> Honey, my prostate is just. <laughs> Let me put on the good ones. Why is my prostate so itchy? Oh my god. That's where you get the... My mom listened to our podcast oh, on yeah. my way back from Iowa. I'm like, I'm sorry. And she goes, no, it was really funny. And my dad's like, well, if you're embarrassed about it, why would you post it? I'm like, I don't care if you guys listen to it. I don't give a shit. I was supposed to expect you guys to listen to it for like a couple hours on it. They listened to more than just the Vanessa Gein one? They did. They're like, oh, it's, it's good. It's good. I don't know if they're going to be repeat listeners. though. This is just too R-rated. It's explicit. Explicit. Espresso. Um, yeah, I make sure to mark that when I, when I publish the episodes, <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, was that the end of the article? Yep. That was the end of the article. Uh, yep. That was it. Well, we are at oh, yeah, was her. about an hour and a half, but fuck it. We did really, really good. There was one story that we did read on the last podcast or episode that didn't get recorded. Unfortunately, are you okay with me reading it real quick? It was about the, the Legionnaire. Yeah. Okay. One second. Now I found it. I am so sorry. Real quick, this guy wrote in. I just want to make sure that I read it on the podcast because I promised that I would. <clears throat> My deployment to the Horn of... By the way, this has nothing to do with serial killers. We're off that topic right now. Okay. So my deployment to the Horn of Africa took place in 2010 to 2011. 
The majority of my battalion was stationed at Camp Lemonier de Djibouti. My specific jobs were ECP duty, AHA security, and port security. Camp Lemonier is an old place. It's an American installation that since before 9-11 and was a foreign legion base for about a century before that. So the land has seen some crazy stuff. One evening, my buddies and I were finishing having our third beer limit at the MWR, 11 degrees north, and we wanted to enjoy our time off as much as we could, so we go to the smoking gazebo that's close to our chew section. We do the typical BS party with the smoking and joking, and I look over to my chew, and I see a light flickering inside. I get a little excited, thinking that my roommate was back from leave, so I excuse myself, go bolting over to my door, and realize it's locked. I figure, whatever, it's not really anything new for him to do. I unlock the door and go inside, yelling out, what's up, motherfucker, how is leave? And standing before me was the apparition of a legionnaire. I was stunned it was alive, but you could tell it wasn't. He was in the World War II style of legionnaire uniform, Kelpie and all. He looked really, really sad and angry. I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to leave because who would believe me? So I got cold, but not just from the AC, but like cold where I could see my breath. And he spoke to me with a very heavy German English accent. And he was warning me of a coming fever and that he missed home. I asked him who he was, and does he know that he's dead? Why not ask, right? The name he gave me was Gunther, but in the Legion, he was Gaston. He said the last thing he remembered was being hot, then cold, and then wandering around and watching time go by. I guessed he was one of the unlucky ones and died from malaria or one of the other dozens of diseases in the East Africa countries. All this is happening in what feels like regular time. I figured the soldier deserved some peace and should get a chance to finally get some rest. I asked him what I could do to help him because he showed himself to me for a reason. As soon as the question left my lips, he said, the fevers, the fevers are coming. I said, well, I'll do my best to make sure my guys take their meds and spray consistently. As I'm talking to him, my buddy barges into the room and asks, how the hell are you, Rumi's name, and realizes nobody's in the room with me. And I'm standing there dumbfounded because the legionnaire is gone. I mumble to my friend that I need to go smoke and I leave it at that. But he keeps asking me what is happening. I smoke and ignore his questions about what happened and he gave up quickly. The next day in my chew, three people needed to be taken into care because of malaria symptoms. Oh, sorry, malaria symptoms. I was stunned. The legionnaire was trying to warn me of the coming epidemic. Thankfully, the military got smart. I saw the legionnaire one more time. What was in my dreams, it felt like in my room. And I told him that I helped save lives and that with his warning and that he could go on now. Never saw him again. That's my legionnaire story. I really like that story. Yeah. I like when the ghost or whatever's there is trying to warn you about something like a guardian angel. Yeah. That story that you like the grandpa from the war and one of his possessions or he smelled smoke. Yeah. The airborne wings one. Mm -hmm. I like those ones. Yeah. I like that one. I like when the ghost ends up presumably like getting to like go home. Mm Mm-hmm. Like leaving purgatory or that void they're in. Yeah, actually finding peace. We love a happy ending. We do, don't we? Well, I think that's about all the time we really have thought, unless you had something else. Nope, I'm already in the middle of making a Uranus meme, so... Yes. That's all I got. Thank you guys for listening if you've made it this far. I personally think this is one of our best episodes, but I just say that every single time. True. Hopefully the files don't corrupt. We didn't talk about anything paranormal like ghosts or demons or anything like that. Knock on wood. Sorry, Daisy. A couple CIA things here and there. Yeah, a couple CIA things here and there. But we we laid off our FBI agents this episode. We're like, you know what? We'll just let them take a break. We won't talk shit about them. It's the holidays. They've been working hard. They should. It is the holidays. It is. Yeah. So took it easy on those little fellas. Anyway, if you got scary stories or spooky stories or paranormal stories, if I didn't read it on this episode, I promise we will get to your story. This one just kind of went on a little bit longer. But don't worry, anyone who's written to us, we will be reading your story on our podcast here soon. I don't know if we're going to be recording next week because it is Christmas. I don't think we are. So like we will see you guys in the new year. So hope see you next the year. whole world won't burn down. No, not yet. The dinosaur, zombie dinosaurs are no, going to... I want to go to Hawaii first. 
gotta go on vacation first. When do you go there? Uh, we leave tomorrow. So, uh, fucking excited. Oh, shit. Yep, I got some books from Barnes & Noble. It's, like, almost impossible to not say that with, like, a Minnesotan accent. Barnes & Noble. Barnes & Noble. Okay. <laughs> I just sound like a, a fucking... Killjoy. Dirty Yank. But, no, I'm actually really excited about this. One, I'm gonna be editing this podcast while I'm thousands of feet, miles, what, or a couple miles high in the sky, be editing this. Hell yeah. Yeah. Got nothing to do for six hours, so. <laughs> um, but I did get this book, so I'm really excited to read this on the beach, so I'll let you guys know how it is. But it's called Horror Store, but look at the cover. I did want to show you this before we signed off. Oh, fun. Right? It looks like a, is that from, looks like a fucking Ikea. That's, so, it's supposed to be like Ikea. So the store, it looks like an Ikea catalog, but that's the book. And this is, I guess, the mock Ikea. It's called Orsk. And okay. so... I'll see how this how this book is. Excited to read it. I'll let you guys know how it is. I have another book, but I won't read the description on that. Anyway, um, <laughs> you can find us at department underscore of underscore the underscore dead. Uh, you can email us at departmentofthedead2022 at gmail.com. Our Instagrams will be linked in our show notes, but you can follow me, Salty Kilo. Thought, where can they find you? Not period A period J T A C. And if you want a Department of the Dead, uh, Department of the Dead flag or um, stickers or anything, just send me a DM and we'll get you squared away. Because the okay. site isn't quite live. Oh shit! But it is live. But it's a zombie. Is what you're telling me? What? You have a zombie website. It's alive, but it's not alive. The Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Horror podcast. <laughs> it's a Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Eh? So, so clever. I have like all three <laughs> animals on me right now. Like I am literally living my best life. Look at this. Nice and cozy. Where's Daisy at? Oh, there They're she is. all three. Floof. All three right here. Yeah, she needs a bath. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, guys. We love you. See you next year. See you next year. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.